Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of the Quack Report, the free agent free agency episode. What's up? I, I just see what you have up already, and I yeah. know exactly what this oh, is. Oh, do you? <laughs> I do. Yeah, it's uh it's for what's oh. quack. And I, I came across it today and forgot I had it. So it's uh but so for everybody in that's uh that's listening to this, you're gonna have yeah. to wait until the end of the episode. If you want the long tease, there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> gonna have to wait. If I'm being generous, an hour. If I'm being realistic, an hour and a half, yeah. two hours. <laughs> to well, wait. we're gonna have some good talk here. Is the hope? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh for sure. Yeah. We've we've got lots of uh, stuff. We're gonna uh, start with some ducks news. We're gonna start with uh, ducks free agency, and then we'll kind of broaden out into general free agency talk because uh, there was some wild stuff that happened on first couple days. Actually, yeah, really, just the really first day. Was. I can't even think of anything that happened like on yesterday, the Thursday. Yesterday. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, I got to go, I'd have to go look and, I, oh, I don't have that anymore. Yeah, no, I, I had a thing that had like every transaction for each day and I got to find it again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think most of it was Wednesday or like late Wednesday night. But a, a lot I of think, the bigger deals were at least yeah. on Wednesday, but yeah. The only one I can think of for Thursday was the Andre Palat deal. That, that's like the only one I really cared about. Yeah, Andre Palat. Uh, I'm just trying to see if any names really stick out. Um. Yeah, it's the only one I'm really seeing. Yeah, everything else. Moment, was so smaller, yeah. So. But there's still uh, some big free agents on the board. It's oh, not actually, like they disappeared. So. Yeah, there is one more, but we'll get into it later because I do oh, want to okay. talk about this team and and this player a little bit more specifically. Okay, the, the team more than anything. So we'll we'll get into it. Sounds good. Hey, Lauren, how's it going? Quack quack to you as well. I'm gonna save one of your comments here for a little bit later. But um, 
Yeah, uh, I guess when was our last episode? It was last Saturday, so yeah, it's been, been about a week. Yeah, how's yeah. your week been, Nate? Uh, it's been all right. I've been uh, uh, acting manager, I guess, at the place that I work. Uh, nice. My boss has been ill, unfortunately, all week. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's been all right. Otherwise, uh, my shoulder's not super fucked anymore. So I've gone to the gym to lift weights for the first time in like three and a half months. That's good. That's so good. that's been fantastic. Which that was really fun. I went to go do yeah. Cause if uh, yeah, like it was my my shoulder was all messed up. There was at one point I could barely like lift my arm in front of me. It was like I mean like you saw how messed up it was sometimes, mm-hmm. and. Uh, but yeah, so I was going to do like a shoulder press for the first time and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do like the minimum weight. I said for everything, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the minimum weight that like I was doing before for like all my sets kind of thing. Um, and uh, so I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm kind of psyching myself up, right? You, you get yourself going like, okay, it's a lightweight. Like you got this, you got this. And I pushed up and I was like, holy shit, that is light actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was very happy. I think I was only like, I think dropped maybe about 10 pounds off of that. So I was very happy nice. about that actually. Nice. But um, the, the next day I was definitely extremely sore though. Um, yeah. Not having lifted like that in a while, but um, yeah, I mean, that was a positive. So um, I'll, I'll ask how your week was right now. And then I got a story for you from last week because okay. we didn't really <laughs> talk. Like we didn't really do the intro or that. Yeah, we didn't. We just uh, kind of jumped into things week. with Shane. Yeah. With, with Shane, yeah. So, but yeah. yeah. So, how was your week? I, uh, yeah, you said that you got a you got a new job. So, how was that? Uh, yeah, no, it was good. I, it's just, it's a job. So, <laughs> yeah. fair enough. And uh, yeah, and I was puppy sitting last weekend again. Again, we totally didn't. Oh yeah, that. right. <laughs> Jump into that. So that's why I was in a new place and uh, just like had to peace out couple times to yeah if you were watching us on dog. yeah if you're watching us on youtube or twitch and you noticed like carter just fuck off for a second it was because he was going to let the dog out <laughs> yeah she's got a little bell that like hangs on the door so that like oh that's amazing <laughs> yeah so she just like nudges that when she wants to go outside and i was i like tr- before i hopped on i was like you gotta go outside and i like opened the door and she just like looked at me like i was an idiot and i was like yeah. okay fine whatever <laughs> literally seven minutes into the episode when we started recording with Shane, i could hear her just like ramming the bell but i don't think it really showed up on the episode but <laughs> yeah it's purely just like a kid right you're getting ready for a massive road trip okay you got to go to the bathroom no okay well how about we try no i'm fine i'm fine you're not even on the highway yet. Yeah. Oh, dad, I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Oh, my God. You're pulling off at the corner store or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. All right, get inside quickly or you're going to the Walmart quick or something like that, like on your way out of town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and, and and don't think that anybody is innocent of that. We all did it at least once in our lives to our parents. None of us are, none of us are innocent. <laughs> yeah. I, I know you have a, a story, but I have a quick one that's very related to Go for to it. That. Go for so, it. Um, back when the... Um, the Canadian dollar, or I guess the, yeah, the Canadian dollar was like very good. This was like years, like 10 years ago yeah. to the point where like it was actually cheaper because we, we live like not far from the border. Like what is it? Like an hour, hour and a half from our home. Yeah, maybe an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So it was at the point where it was actually cheaper to drive down to the States, down to Montana and get your groceries there and then drive yeah. it back. <laughs> there, there was a point in time where that was the case. Um, so my parents time. and I, it was great. It was fantastic because then you, you got like all like the uh, like the weird chip and pop flavors like yeah. as a kid. It was also so, for back to school shopping. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. too. If you're a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I got some good stuff. It's fine. Yeah, you're, you're the freshest looking guy in, uh, exactly. in grade four or whatever it was. 
I think that was a little bit later than that, but anyway. <laughs> Anyways, so we we went down there for a, for like a day trip and did yeah. some shopping around there. Um, parents asked before we we leave Montana, like, hey, you gotta go to the bathroom, yeah. like, because there's nothing between here and the border, like nothing at all. Yeah. Like we went, it was the very first <laughs> town, and then hour and a half away is the border. So if you gotta go, you got like. That's it. You got you got now to go. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you're like on the side of the road in the bush. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, like those are the only options. We get about half an hour out of town, oh, and no. I got the biggest shit of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "We we got to go." Actually, I remember it was when we went to pick up our trailer when my my parents went to get their trailer. So this was actually probably like grade eight or nine. So however old you are, there like fourteen. Yeah, maybe. something about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ish, give or take a couple. Or grade, of years. grade eight or nine, you said. Maybe I don't. I'm, like I'm ballpark. It'd be like fourteen so. or fifteen. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Around fourteen. Twelve yeah. to six. No. You're at least a teen, old, You're but. at least a teenager, and you got but, some attitude at that point. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so my parents were like, "Okay, fine. We'll like, we'll pull over, and you can go in the trailer, because we have it. Like, why not? Yeah. And they go, and there's there's nothing. There's no like, Kleenex. There's no like toilet paper. That like they have nothing. So it's like. You got to go, but like you can't do anything. So I was like, okay, no, I'll I'll hold it. I can wait. Like, how far are we from the border? And then my dad was like, if I really test out this truck with the trailer, we got like forty five minutes. <laughs> and then by the time we get to the border, I'm like in pain, like cramped. Get, I'm like yeah. hunched over in the back seat, <laughs> like just head down. As soon as we pull into the border control, and the guy like comes up, my my parents like because there's one of those like truck doors where you have to open one and then the other one opens the other oh, way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom throws open the door as the guy's coming and he's like, ma'am, you need to stay in the vehicle like until I ask you to leave. And like, and then I, I'm opening my door at the same time and I look <laughs> at him and I was like, sir, I have to go to the bathroom so bad. And he could like feel the pain in yeah. my eyes and he was like, <laughs> that way, around the corner of the building and on your left. And he's like, door code is this. And I, I was like, thank you so much. And I'm just like, I just like run the whole way there. So that border security guard learned very quickly, like before even checking any papers or that, yeah. that you in the backseat of that car with that shit that was coming out of your ass was going to be the national security threat unless he let you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so bless that Canadian uh, border patrol guard. But that, uh, that's my story related to that. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Anyways, you have a story not related to poop, or maybe it is related to poop. I don't know. No, it's not related to poop, but it is related to kids. So okay. uh, the, the place I work at, like we have like a, a store and everything like that attached. And um, and uh, so I get this I get this call and I'm normally the first one to answer the phone. So pick it up like, hi, this is like, this is Nate at so-and-so. Like, how can I help you? And there's a lady on the other line. She goes, can I speak to your manager? And I, like, first thing I'm thinking of is, oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, what's this in regards to? Um, just before I like pass it on to my boss kind of thing, right? Or like if it's something yeah. I can handle or whatever. And she goes, mm -hmm. well, my son stole something from your store and he'd like to talk to somebody of, uh, you know, apologizing and how we can make this up. And I'm like, oh, okay, we got an angry mom here. <laughs> <laughs> that's not angry at you. So that's, yeah, that's no, okay. that's angry at her kid here. And I'm like, okay, yeah. uh, give me just a second and I'll see if I can find somebody. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, can I put you on hold? And she's like, yeah, that's fine. And so I put her on hold and I go and talk to my boss quick. And I'm like, hey, so we have a mom whose you know, son stole something and they'd like to talk to somebody. And uh, she's like, okay, well, like you can handle it. 
like I, I I trust you to do it. Just remember, um, you know, like you can like say like thank you for being honest with us and everything like that. Kind of like you know make 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 it that it's good that he's apologizing, but also like kind of try to drive home to this kid that at the same time you know it's not good to steal, right? Like kind of give him a lecture, yeah. like a bit of a lesson here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's like that, that's fine. You know, I've I've done like summer camps for three years, like as a as a leader, and I've refed sports for ten years, right? Like, I, I, it's not anything new to me. So I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And she's like, you, and like you you got to keep a straight face, and like you can't be like you can't be snake. I'm like, yeah, I, I'll be mm-hmm. fine with it. I'll be fine. And so I, I hop back on the phone. And I'm like, hi, are you still there? And the and the mom goes, yep. I go, okay, well, I can like I can speak to your son. Um, and she goes, okay, I'm going to put you on speakerphone here. And so you can kind of tell that it goes on speaker and you hear the mom like, okay, okay like you can talk now. And like, right as the kid starts talking, he's starting to, he's starting to tear up and choke up a little bit. You can hear on the other mm-hmm. line. Yeah. Hi, but my, my, my name is Nate. <laughs> And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> she's got the same. And I'm like, I'm already trying to hold it together. I'm like, oh no, and and I'm eight, and I'm eight years old, and I'm like, oh my god, okay, we're giving it to an eight year old. I'm expecting like a thirteen or fourteen year old. Like, yeah, we're going right. into this, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> and so this kid like gets through that. You know, he's sorry and for what he did and everything like that, and I'm just like. Like, thank you for being honest. We really appreciate it. But, and like, you know, kind of give them the whole thing of like, you know, if, if, if everybody took something that was maybe like five bucks or something like that from the store, right? Like eventually we would like the, the place I work at would run out of money and because it is, it is a local place that I work at. Like it's mm-hmm. not a big corporation or anything like that. I'm like, we, we would run out of money. We wouldn't be able to, to do this or this. And we, like, we, we wouldn't have a thing and whatever. And, just, you know, giving them that lecture and, but like being, you know, like, th- thank you for being honest with me. Mm-hmm. And so the mom comes back on the line and, uh, and like, I'm just, I, I'm like, oh my God, like the, the kid's name is Nate. I'm just stuck on that point here. Yeah. I'm like, I'm talking to a younger version of myself, basically. <laughs> and, uh, and like the mom's like, yeah, and we're, you know, like, we're, we're going to make this right. We're going to mail back to you, uh, you know, what, what he took and everything like that. Like, we're going to do it today. And, uh, and, and little Nate here is also going to be, uh, doing some volunteer hours to make up for it as well. And I'm like, all right, like, th- yeah, thank you for very much for giving us a call on that. And I hang up and my boss just goes, okay, I heard Nate and I thought you were talking to the third person for a second. And then I realized and we both <laughs> just started laughing about it. I'm That's like, good. oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, I gave uh, younger me. A lecture apparently so nice. on, uh, on on the do's and don'ts or i guess on the don'ts of stealing don't yeah, steal the, kids. the, the do's don't of steal stealing kids. and the don'ts yeah don't yeah. steal yeah. <laughs> i was like i hope you didn't say that there was times where you could steal and it was okay no 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 not at all and then i think it was like is a i think it was like earlier this week we kind of realized that there was something uh like our inventory was off by one and there wasn't many of this item Mm-hmm. And we realized it was the display piece that was gone, and I think we kind of pieced together like, I think this is what the kid took, and we were like, okay, one he managed that, and it's literally right in front of the the like the till almost. We're like, mm-hmm. okay, so he had to have taken it when it was like busy or something like that, and we were like, yeah. and also though, 
that's what he went for okay <laughs> we're just kind of like perplexed by what it was so yeah I, was just like, I mean oh man if, if they're sending it back then i guess like you'll find out eventually for sure what it yeah actually was no i thought it was gonna get here this week but uh but but not yet so but i'll uh i'll let you know at least when it comes back and yeah and whatever and like i, I can let you know i'm trying not to give away so much of like where i work or that kind of yeah thing. no that's fair yeah but I was just like, oh, man. Like, yeah, just him saying that his name was Nate. I'm like, okay, I'm trying to hold it together here. <laughs> so, Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that was good. Uh, well, Uh-oh. now that uh, story time is over yeah. here, um, <laughs> how about we get into a little bit of Ducks news? Yeah, let's do it. We haven't had this in a while. Yeah. Oh, no. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
Um, oh, well, obviously. there's got to be. Uh, so Santa Margarita is California's only U.S. hockey national varsity champion. Um, he also serves as the director of coaching for the Anaheim Junior Ducks, uh, which is triple a uh, junior from 2013 to 2014. Um yeah, spent a season as the assistant coach for the ECHL Ontario Reign in 2010-2011 uh, and was also an assistant coach for Team USA at the 2015 uh, Deutschland Cup. Um, yeah, so he's got a hell of a lot of coaching experience there and um, this will now be, uh, if I have this correct from what I just read, uh, you know, the highest level that he's ever coached at. So congrats to... Uh, to uh to craig there so yeah yeah so no, that's cool i'm excited yeah. to see what he can do at the nhl level here yeah exactly so i don't got um, a i don't got a whole lot more for you than that but i don't know do you have any thoughts um not about craig here but uh santa margarita it, <laughs> it, it, this is that, that should have been the that should have been the name of the episode if i had known about this yeah i right? didn't I, I i read this earlier but i kind of forgot about it yeah and if I had known, this is what the episode would have been called, the Santa Margarita. <laughs> um, so I think the name of this high school is, it's not as exciting as you would want it to be. Okay. But um, Santa Margarita is just a town in California. So that's even better. We Not only a high school, not only a Catholic high school, but a whole town. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's presumably named after um, uh, St. Margaret. Saint Margaret. So, Santa Margarita is just Spanish for Saint Mar- Saint Margaret, um, and Saint Margaret is just a saint, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so you've seen uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, right? No. Okay. <laughs> you need to get on that first. Of all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Second of all, there's like, and, and then you have. Uh, there's like the movies of like Halloween Town and uh, and stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? Yeah. And I'm just picturing the you know the the town of the city of Santa Margarita being just drunk off their ass on margaritas and in the Christmas spirit year round here. Yeah. <laughs> that I read that and I'm like, that sounds like a party. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and if you go there. and if you go like a few miles down the road, you get to Flavor Town as well. If you really want to <laughs> go for for a good bite to eat, yeah. <laughs> um, as of the most recent census, which was 2010, uh, it's just a uh, 1,259 people having a having an all year round party, uh, all year round Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, full of margaritas. I love it. I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> if any listeners are from there, please reach out. Please let us know great. what is what is life like in uh, what is life like in Santa, Santa Margarita? Margarita. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Right. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> okay, where where's this next coach from, or where has he has he coached anywhere cool? All right, let's find out. So the Ducks have named uh, Roy Summer the head coach of the San Diego Gulls, the uh, Anaheim's primary development league in the age or team in the AHL there. Um, and he is the fourth head coach in Gulls history. Um, so Summer is the AHL's all-time leader in wins with 808, games coached at 1,736, after spending the last 26 consecutive seasons as a coach in San Jose's organization. 
So Damn, we're so just we're just, we're just picking from every yeah. from uh, from our rivals here. I love it. Yes, yeah, that a boy Verbeek. Uh, <laughs> Summer collected an eight hundred and eight, seven twenty one, and one hundred and seven record with San Jose's primary affiliates in Kentucky from ninety eight to two thousand one, Cleveland from two thousand one to two thousand six. Uh, Worcester from 2006 to 2015, and then San Jose from 2015 to 2022. He helped yeah. guide the Barracuda to five Calder Cup playoff appearances in seven seasons following the HL's Pacific Division creation in 2015. Nice. He's helped uh, through his coaching career more than 150 players get from the N- or from the AHL to the NHL. That is promising, especially when you no, hear yeah. some of these names. Joe Pavelski, mm-hmm. Logan Couture, Yep. Thomas Hurdle, mm-hmm. Timo Meyer, mm-hmm. Dan Boyle, mm-hmm. Jonathan Chichu, and then we're going to get into my. Then we're going to get into my favorite section: the goaltenders. <laughs> Just two, you know, little-known guys of uh, Mika Kiprasov and Evgeny Nabokov. Damn, that's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good resume, right there. <laughs> that's a pretty good resume. <laughs> um, and then you know what? Let's add on to it while we're at it. Sure. Summer was named the AHL Coach of the Year in 2016 and 17 after leading the Barracuda to a 43-16-9 record with an appearance in the Western Conference Final. Uh, as, an, as a head coach in the ECHL, he compiled a record of 176, 124, and 34 in five seasons, uh, leading the Richmond Renegades of the ECHL to a Kelly Cup championship in 95 and was ECHL Coach of the Year in 95-96 as well. Yeah, so this sounds like a very promising guy to have in um, your organization. And yeah. if I may speculate for a little bit here, yep, um, it's pretty common to have a coach in your AHL system and then promote them up into the NHL system I after success. Wondering, is this just saying, hey, we don't have a position open this year, but if you can, you know, take some of our AHL guys and get them NHL ready. Maybe then you can, can then up. you can have them for the next few years in the NHL. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of wondering that. My only hesitancy with that idea is Dallas Eakins is also a pretty good AHL coach. Just I know they're not the, the same flip flop. <laughs> I know they're not the same people whatsoever, but there are some people that are great at development, but yeah. just can't do it up top, right? So yeah. that's my only hesitancy with that idea. But I do like the idea. Otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah, so, it's, yeah, it's, it's a possibility. And I'm and I'm much so. more under the impression as well that we wouldn't have Dallas Eakins unless there was somebody specific that Pat Verbeek wants that is going to be available in the next year, yeah. presumably. So, yeah, that's that's true. my that's my thought. Yeah. So I'm just I'm going into the season with that thought process, and I'm going to try not to harp too much on Dallas Eakins. There definitely probably will be some. Don't oh, get me happen. wrong. Yeah. It's Dallas Eakins. But keeping that in mind, that that's kind of my thought process here, and that makes it a lot more livable for me. So, Yeah, fair, fair enough. Um, I, I wanted to go back to Craig Johnson because I got really hung up on the Santa Margarita thing, and, I, and we didn't really talk <laughs> about him. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, well, because he's replacing Jeff Ward. So what was Jeff Ward's position? Was he special teams? Or, I believe he was at least for the power play, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I was just curious, kind of what Craig's role was going to be with the organization then. Yeah. 
but so, and there might still be like a picture. little bit of flip flopping around of yeah, like guys swapping out the things, right? But yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, okay, cool. Well, I mean, a couple decent moves, but uh, not really why anyone's listening to the episode. I don't think. Yeah, Hopefully somebody's just like screaming at their like at their car, their phone, or however you're listening to us, or if you're if you're watching YouTube, you're screaming at your computer or your TV. If you're like me, you like to throw it up on the on the big screen or that kind of thing. Quit talking about the coaches and tell us about the free agents. All right, fine, we will. Jesus Christ, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a more effective method than screaming would be to uh, leave a comment if you're on YouTube. Yeah. Hey, there you when go. are you going to get to the free agents? Um, and, and or leave a uh, like or and five star review. You're there, yeah. that too, or a five star review on uh, your favorite podcast yeah, platform. Too. Just saying, like, great content, but it'd be a little nicer if you got to the free agents a little quicker. No, just leave it at great content, please. Yeah, I read all too. those reviews. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, and there have, there's been like one or two actually that have like been like about a specific episode, and it's like, yeah, oh, they funny. did this, and it's like, okay. Listen to the rest of the episodes, though, and you might actually find something you'll like. Yeah, I, I think I know who wrote some of those reviews, <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> but we won't get into that. Anyway. So. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll get another, you know. Yeah, exactly. Nice <laughs> review here. All right, free agents. Do we do we want to start with the more AHL guys, or do we want to start with the big ones? Um, l- Let's run through the AHL guys, because right. I, I don't really have anything to say on them. But Okay, so I'm going to go through some of the... I, I kind of have an order here and we'll kind of go we'll, we'll go we're going with my order all right okay. you got that you're fine sure. with that too bad you're 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 doing it anyway okay i agree uh, anyways but okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're going to start with uh Lucas Clock was uh picked up by the Ducks here i'm just double checking that i actually have that right and i'm not mixing it up with Arizona because Elite Prospects does have Arizona listed here um K L O K uh yeah, I got that right. All right, Ducks signed Lucas Clock to a one-year, $950,000 deal. Uh, he's been playing his career over in the Czech Republic there. He's played for the Czechia national team uh, as well. Um, not sure if that's the Olympics. It doesn't exactly say, actually. But uh, playing for... Oh, sorry, he's been playing in the KHL. My bad. Um, for I'm not even going to try to say that. No, do it. No, Kimmick. Confidence, confidence. Man. No, there is no <laughs> confidence here, dude. This this looks like a toddler just slapped the keyboard. Um. Anyway, he played in the KHL, played forty four games, had thirty one points, five goals, and twenty six assists, and was also a point per game playoff or uh, yeah playoff player there. Uh, four points in four playoff games uh, during this last KHL season. Um, before that, he's spent time uh, kind of between, you know, the Czech Republic, uh, the Finnish Liga, and uh, and the KHL there. So he's kind of one of the lesser ones, even though he's making almost a million bucks. I'm kind of surprised that uh, there's not a whole lot more on this guy that I'm at least able to find. Maybe this is yeah. a guy that we got to bring Shane back on to talk about. Maybe. So well, actually, I- you know what? I'm having drinks with him tomorrow. I'll just ask him then. Yeah. Sorry. I just want to know, where did you... <clears throat> Because everywhere I see, like, Wikipedia, Elite Prospects, Hockey DB, it all says this guy signed in Arizona. So where did you find that he's with Anaheim? Uh, on NBC Sports. They have they have oh, really? ducks there. So Interesting. But you know what? Let me double check, actually, on Cap Friendly. Yeah, yeah. you know what? He's not even there. All right, we go Arizona. 
get, get yeah. them get get to that cat floor we're right there with you don't worry about it that's, that's uh, not a slight we are right there with you yeah but i i, I was i pulled them up just because i was curious like how <laughs> how i would say his current team team name and you're right the, there's no no there's pronouncing no that with there's confidence. no saving that you um, is yeah is Rush, Feel like okay. you got to get a little bit of rasp in there, you know. Okay, I'm, I'm learning. I'm, okay, three things have come out of this so far. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, just don't even attempt Russian. All right, just mm. just don't even bother. <laughs> uh, second off, if you want more Arizona Coyotes content, uh, especially with you know this season's going to be really interesting. I feel like with the ASU uh, arena and everything like that. But things are looking bright, I think, for the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, go check out Sporty with Corey and Richie. There's a plug there for them. And uh, third, NBC, get your shit together. My God. Yeah. You got geez. a show to put on here. You, NBC is no longer reputable to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's get into some of Did- our actual prospects <laughs> here that we picked up. <laughs> oh, all right. So we got uh, Colin White. And I feel like this is a different Colin White than we're both like we were both thinking of beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could be entirely wrong and that Colin White just hasn't really played actually a whole lot of NHL time. Uh this Colin White at least played with the New Jersey Devils uh for most of his career, but last year specifically played 27 games with the Devils, had four assists and played uh six games with the Utica Comets, uh the Devils AHL affiliate, scoring three uh three goals there. Uh and having only three points and that was kind of his entire uh his entire season last year i'm not sure if that was to injuries or whatnot but uh yeah not a whole heck of a lot going on there at least um but what did we sign him to we signed him to a 762.5 thousand dollar per year contract two-year deal it looks like Nice. So yeah, pretty pretty low risk there. Um, and uh, you know what? Let's take a look. Is that a is that a two way contract? Looks to be yes, two way contract. Okay. So and for uh, those that don't know what a two way yeah. contract is, do you want to? For those that don't know what a two-way contract is, it's basically you'll have uh, two different salaries. So you have your NHL salary, um, and then you have what you make in the AHL. So uh, it looked like I just clicked off of it, but it looked like it's guaranteed for like two hundred fifty thousand. Uh, that like he'll play in the NA, uh, in the AHL, uh, and then mm. it got, gets bumped up to that seven hundred sixty-two thousand. Um, if he plays in the NHL, that'll kind of be the the salary for there. Okay. So. Cool. But, yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, all right. Um, see. Yeah. The yeah. I think the Colin White I was thinking of was the or and that other people might be thinking of played in Ottawa for yeah I think his whole career in like two hundred games or something like that. So, um, yeah, different. Not that Colin White, anyways. Yeah. The only thing I'm super surprised about is that uh, this Colin White wasn't picked up by the Toronto Maple Leafs because he played four seasons with the Sioux Greyhounds. We all know that Kyle Dubas loves yeah. his two greyhounds. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is kind of weird. But um, all right, let's go to uh, 
Let's go to this guy here, Austin Strand. We're picking up from some other California teams again. Uh, Played eight games with the LA Kings this season, uh, scoring two assists. And then the other 32 games of this season, he played with the Ontario Reign, scoring seven seven points, three assists. So uh, he's a bit more of a local guy for us. He's from Calgary. So that's kind of cool. I like that. So, yeah. Um, All right. Then we're going to get into some of the bigger of the AHL potential NHL signings here. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a name you might recognize. Chase DeLeo. He is back oh, yeah. in, a Anaheim, in the Anaheim franchise uh, organization, I guess. Last year, uh, he was able to play two games with the New Jersey Devils. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't score any points for that. But in Utica, in the AHL, he tore it up, scoring 21 goals for 56 points in 55 games. Now, if you can do math half-ass decently, you'll realize, hey, 56 is more than 55. That's correct. He was more than a point-of-game player in the AHL, which is, that's all right. That's that's, good. that's, that's call-up potential worthy. And yeah. you know what? I was saying, like, I remember like being happy for this guy and like wishing that we saw more of him you know, when he was in Anaheim for 2021 and uh, in 1920 there, like when we started this show. So it would have been great to see more of him. And it, it looks like his, uh, you know, his, his numbers have just gotten even better, right? So like uh, yeah. the duration of our show, at least, you know, played in San Diego in uh, 1920, uh, 25 points in 51 games. But obviously, you know, that season got cut short and everything like that because of uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um the 2021 season had 35 points in 37 games. And then in Utica this year, 56 and 55. So these, <clears throat> like there, you can see a little bit of growth there in his in his point production and whatnot, which is awesome to see. And I hope he gets a crack at this NHL roster. So because we got some spots to fill, still I think right. So oh for sure, yeah. There's there's some spots down in the bottom six that are up for grabs. Yeah, percent. I was just curious where why we lost him, but it looks like we just lost him to free agency uh last year yeah he signed yeah just a one-year deal i think in new jersey so yeah so um yeah now that i think about it i think he was an rfa and then we didn't um qualify him so he became a ufa i think that's what happened there which we 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 can get into that in a little bit here i didn't put that in the outline but i kind of remember that that's a talking point (laughs) that's true that is yeah Um, All right. Um, yeah. Who else yeah, we got sorry. here? You got someone else? Or, okay. no, yeah. Go ahead. All right. So we're getting into uh, a couple of guys that I'm not crazy familiar with, but I at least recognize the names uh, being that they are coming over from the Stockton Heat, which is the Calgary Flames AHL affiliate. Uh, we got Justin Kirkland, who last year played 66 games with the Stockton Heat, who finished second in the Pacific Division. Uh, got all the way to the Western Conference Finals, lost to the Chicago Wolves, if I remember that correctly. Uh, scored 48 uh, points in 66 games there, 25 goals, and scored 12 goals in 13 playoff games. So that's nice. somebody who can uh, who can definitely help out uh, in the AHL. He's only 25, so he could help out in the in the NHL as well if uh, if we need some some more help there. And I mean, we do still need some scoring help, so that could be nice in the bottom six a little bit there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other guy here, uh, also coming over from Stockton, is Glenn Godden. Uh, he was able to play two games with Calgary last year. Uh, didn't score any points, though. But in the AHL, scored 15 goals and 50 points in 62 games for the Stockton Heat and scoring six points in 10 playoff games there. Uh, 
uh, on the way to the Western Conference Final. So out of the AHL guys that we've picked up, those are probably the two bigger ones, I would say, besides mm-hmm. Chase DeLeo. Um, yeah, for sure. That, uh, I, I think they, you know, like we said, the, there's spots open in, in that in the bottom there that, uh, you know, some of these guys are going to be fighting for um, unless we make some other big, big moves coming up here because we do still have uh, a lot of cap space. We have almost $10 million in cap space still. So, yeah, which um, we'll, I mean, we'll get there, into there some, are, yeah. some things we could use yeah. that for uh, a little bit later. But yeah, there's there's opportunity for sure. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So, okay. Uh, before we get into the Vetrano and Strom signings, because those are obviously the two big ones recently, do we want to take a quick break? Uh, talk about our friends over at DraftKings, and then on the other side, we can talk about Vitrano and Strom. Does that work for you? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Okay. Sounds good. This is all, right. all you. This is all me. And it is all me now if you're watching on YouTube. The action ends... Or the, oh my God, we're already screwed it up. Fantastic. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can feel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Now, if you're in the Anaheim area, maybe don't bet on the Angels lately. Kind of what I've been seeing around on Anaheim, uh, like, you know, like on Ducks Twitter. Uh, a lot of you guys are Angels fans as well. Not going so well. However, though, things look like they might be turning around potentially in Toronto. So I might be taking a look at uh, some bets there on the Blue Jays. They're uh, currently playing a series against the Royals, and they just beat the Royals 8-1 to at the time of this recording. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash from Angels games whenever you want. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, I just went to grab my water um, as you were doing the ad. Did I hear right at the beginning of the ad what you said? Did you? Yeah, I said the action ends and I was like, hold on a second. (laughs) Wait, no, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) It never ends, people. It never ends. Sports are year round. Uh, that's good. Yeah, that's started good. that one off right. And it was great because like we were talking before. I'm like, oh, I got to do like I got to live read it again. And you're like, it's fine. Like you've been like hitting these out of the park lately. And yeah. then <laughs> we just like we, we don't even get, you know, off the tarmac there. We're just <laughs> right into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, OK, let's get into Vetrano and Strom here. Uh, a couple of former Rangers, I guess. Yeah, um, well, yeah we're going for the Rangers here. It looks like. Eh? Yeah. Well, we took Shattenkirk, was that two free agencies ago? And he yep. was a former Ranger. Vitrano, he was coming from Tampa at least, though. So. Yeah, yeah. Vitrano <laughs> came from Florida, right? He played in Florida last year, I think. Yeah, Florida, and then uh, at the trade deadline got shipped to the Rangers. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And then Strom's been with the Rangers for a few seasons. So Yeah, since 2018. 
Yeah. So we're we're just becoming the Anaheim Rangers. <laughs> hey, and you know it. what? They got to the Eastern Conference Final. I'm okay yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's not a bad thing for sure. For sure. Let's start with Frank Vitrano, though. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't remember his contract. Um, uh, was, Frank Vitrano got a three-year, three hundred sixty-five or three million six hundred fifty dollar contract. So a total value of ten million nine hundred fifty dollars or fifty thousand dollars. Okay. So, so, I mean, that's pretty good. Three years, yeah. fairly short term, three point six five million. That's that's yeah. reasonable, and, I would uh, say, for he, a middle six guy. Yeah, he had a bit of a shorter year last year, playing only twenty two games. Uh, or oh yeah, right. Sorry, he went to he was in Florida there first. Um, what, let's let's yeah. see my math here for a second. Yeah. Uh, so twenty two in New York and 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 forty nine in Florida. So was that sixty one? Yeah, sixty one games. Um, where okay, we're gonna do my math again. Uh, Nineteen plus thirteen is thirty-two. Yep. There we go. Look at me yeah. go. <laughs> thirty-two points in uh, in sixty-two games there uh, between Florida and New York this year. Um, yeah, he'll be another. He'll be a guy kind of for the middle, bottom six. I'm thinking probably middle mm-hmm. six. Um, yeah. Just veteran kinda, guy, isn't he? Like thirty something as well. Uh, he is twenty-eight. Oh damn, he's. So, I mean, like that's yeah. still older for a NHL player, but he's younger than yeah. I thought. So and and centerman. So I mean, it kind of. I feel like it kind of depends on what you want to do with Isaac Lundstrom, or if you think McTavish is ready. I'm mm. thinking that McTavish is going to be sticking with the big club this year. It would be ridiculous yeah. not to. I feel like unless we mm. just see that it's not working out to start the year. Yeah, but I mean, from I, what we saw last year, even right before. Uh, like before he went and did a world tour, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Like he, he looked like he was just about there. He's got to be there this year, I think. So you're looking at Vitrano maybe as your fourth line centerman, which that's not a bad pickup for, for sure. a fourth line. Vitrano and, and does, not, it's, it's not bad money either. Yeah. Vitrano does play the wing as well. I think both sides, like he's a pretty versatile player. So like he doesn't even need to be fourth line center. Like you could put him on McTavish or Zegris's wing as just like a, yeah, like a, yeah, I guess more veteran throwing, guy. Like, yeah, from on the left side there. So, like, he will fill literally whatever hole you want him to. So, which, okay, I guess we can kind of get into this conversation now. Sonny Milano's not coming back. Kind of need somebody on that left side, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You know, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Frank. We'll, we'll talk about you. Don't worry. Why did we not qualify Milano? It makes no sense to me. Yeah. I'm not. Totally sure on that. Honestly, you said his qualifying offer was like what three million? So the qual- qualifying offers uh, unrestricted free agents. It's the minimum is what you were making in your contract before, and I believe he was only making like one point six, if I remember correctly. Um, let me okay. just yeah, it, let me just double. It's check based that off here. salary, not or, or is it based off salary? I thought it was based off salary, not cap hit. I could be wrong. It's that, it's salary or cap hit, but it's like like per year that you were making before. Yeah. So I believe it only would have been like the like one point six or that. I'm just pulling it up on cap friendly here. Um, and he's still currently unsigned as well. Somebody's gonna get him for a steal here. 
Oh, absolutely. He's going to uh, be a good depth guy for a, a cup contender, I think, which good so, for him. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, okay. So it wasn't too much different either way. His cap hit was 1.7. His base salary uh, was 1.8. Okay. So, yeah, it, it really doesn't matter. Either way, you could have had him potentially for cheap, right? Like the qualifying offer is yeah. just more like, okay, we're going to, like, he's going to stick with us kind of thing, right? And then you go into negotiations from there. Um, that's where you get like arbitration cases and that kind of thing. If there's really not something going on or whatnot, which I believe that deadline is the 22nd, if I'm not mistaken for RFAs. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the fact that we didn't qualify him. So uh, James Johnson from the, the barn burner uh, hockey podcast, uh, the one of the flame shows on our network here. He even messaged me today and he's like, cause because James is a analytics guy, right? Yeah. And so he kind of looks at that and he's like, like he messaged me. He's like, these, you know what? I'll just, I'll pull up the message here <laughs> because he was kind of confused as well, actually just looking at the analytic numbers as to how this guy was available basically. Uh, so yeah, he messaged me, Nate, talk to me about Sonny Milano. Is he as good as the numbers are telling me? Product of Zegris, basically that the Ducks were better at, like it's basically that the Ducks were better at everything when he was on the ice. Mm-hmm. His wins above replacement was at seventy seven percent, which that if if you're newer to analytics or that, that's pretty fucking good. That means yeah. that like, uh, it, it's like if you were to just replace him with anybody else, kind of thing, like. Like how like how much of an impact would that have? Or if he replaced somebody, like how much of an impact would that have? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like he was above his expected goal total. It was only by like one point something, but that's still good to be above your expected goal total and everything like that. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah. And so like I I I told him I'm like it really wasn't far off. He I believe like had decent numbers in Columbus as well. He just didn't mesh with Tortorella when he was there at the time, right? And that's why mm-hmm. he's able to come to Anaheim and um yeah, just that I was really surprised that uh, that that he didn't get offered a qualifying offer here from from for Beak, mm-hmm. and yeah. I know a lot of people were upset about it on uh, on Ducks Twitter there as well. Right, so I know, so, I know because he was yeah. close with Zegris, like they had great chemistry together. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you're you're breaking up that pairing. We were asking all last, like the the second part of last year for Zegris, Milano, and Terry to be together, right? Like you could mm-hmm. see the the potential in that, and yeah. like. Man, I, like okay, I, I am gonna say though that those are all that those are that are calling for for Beak to be fired already. Calm That's the fuck stretch. down. Yeah. Calm the fuck down. All right. No, I'm at the point right now, and again, this guy's been under the the tutelage of Stevie, like Stevie Y, right? Steve Eiserman in Detroit there, who basically that man built. Uh, at least the first Tampa Bay Cup out of the two uh, cups that were won in three straight final appearances, mm-hmm. right? Let's let's pump the brakes here for a second. This guy, he's got a good track record at least, probably knows what he's doing. There's a reason that we aren't knowing at the moment as to why. Yeah. So let, let's give it a second here. Mm-hmm. However, no. Whoever picks up Sonny Milano, though, is getting a steal of a deal. Oh, absolutely. Let me tell you. And so as a Calgary fan, I'm like, pick that guy up. 100% pick that guy up. Yeah. Now, 
Because I know that he had issues with Tortorella, or him and Tortorella had issues when he was in Columbus. Do you think it's maybe the same sort of thing? Because, like, we would never hear about anything like that in Anaheim. Do you think he had an issue with, like, Dallas Eakins or, um, like, Pat Verbeek? Like, do you think there was some sort of, like, like maybe, I don't know. I'm totally speculating. But yeah, like, it, it's total speculation. I, yeah, I would like, have no clue whatsoever. So, because I like, mean, have like, you heard he, a, I, I haven't, I haven't heard anything about, about that whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's hard to, his numbers were better in Anaheim, obviously. Yeah. Um, at least from what I can tell. You know what? I should maybe back that up, actually, mm-hmm. just to, just yeah. to be certain. But I'm 99% sure. Yeah. Um, the the only other thing I was like curious about was if, like, he he didn't sign his qualifying offer. Like, I, I don't totally remember how qualifying offers work. Like, so when it when it came out, is he didn't he wasn't given one. Okay, so, so that's that how we was, know. Okay. Yeah, that's how we know this is on on uh, on Verbeek not okay. offering him one. Yeah, gotcha. And I mean, it's possible too that he was like, "I want to be signed long term," and then Verbeek was like, "The most I'm going to give you is like two years," and then he was like, "Don't qualify me then." Like that's that's a possibility. That, that is a possibility. So yeah. there, there's tons of different reasons that we'll probably never know, but it sucks we've let this guy go because I think yeah. he Ma- could have been a real asset to the team. So Yeah, so Milano had a career high both in games played and in points this year. Mm-hmm. Um, scoring 14 goals, 34 points in total in 66 games. Um, we know he's, you know, he, he battled injury, especially last year. He only made six appearances. Um, yeah. But like this was a guy that, like, rem- like the first season of the show is like Sonny Milano and we're like, this is actually a really good fit, right? Mm-hmm. Like you just kind of took a look at him and it's like, yeah, this could, this could work actually. And it was working, which is why I think so many people are confused as to, as to why he wasn't qualified here. So yeah, just yeah. to reiterate, whoever picks him up is getting a deal here. I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. But back to Frank Vetrano. Um, we got a comment right off the bat from Lauren, who is obviously very excited about this. Um, yeah, this was literally 8.03 p.m., so three minutes after our show started. <laughs> she says, we got a steal with Frank Vetrano. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think like, I think it's at, a, it's at a decent cap hit for, like I said, it'll probably be a middle, bottom six guy. So, yeah, yeah. that's a good number. So, and, and for three years, you take him to 31, you know, maybe that's where he's like, hey, I want to you know, finish out maybe in Anaheim or he's like, yeah, I'm going to try something somewhere else kind of thing. If yeah, you know, more pieces are coming in and that. So it, it depends. Like if he has chemistry with Zegris or McTavish yeah. or Terry, like then obviously you'd want to keep him around, but he's just, he's got three years to figure out who he has chemistry with on the team. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and, exactly. if, and if it's not working out, like he's somebody that we can ship off at the deadline in, um, maybe in the third year of that deal for, to, to like a cup contender or if we're a yep. cup contender bring in a different piece like the, it's yep. a very tradable contract and I don't think there was any like clauses on that that I noticed um, um yeah not like as a, far uh, I'm just double checking here where Frank Vetrano uh, doesn't doesn't look like it yeah I'm not seeing anything so yeah just three year contract so yeah which is good Uh, But the guy I'm more excited for is uh, assigning Ryan Strom to 
uh, five-year, $5 million deal. Yeah, and that was a deal that everybody kind of looked and went, okay, there's working with some of that cap space that we got. Yeah. And even that's not a horrible deal. $5 million per year? $5 million for what, 60, 70 points a season? Uh, I feel like that's kind of where he's been at. He is so last year he had 54 points in oh, okay. 74 games. The year before that had 49 points in 56. Um, yeah, Six, you're you're yeah. yeah, you're guaranteed it. Like, let, let, we'll go with at least 50. 50. Yeah, yeah, 50 to 60 points in a in any given season, which I, again, we we just need more scoring in general. So, yeah. you're looking at like over the last three years, uh, 18, 14, and 21 for goals, right? So, like, even that helps a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, because yeah, we had guys struggle last year, right? Like, Silverberg didn't do a whole heck of a lot. No, he didn't. Right. Really so, like, you got to make up yeah. for that somehow. So, yeah. Was this the signing that, uh, that Shane tagged us in on Twitter? Yeah. He was like, here's that right wing I told you <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah. Here's that right wing you're talking about. Yep, yeah. Exactly. The, the thing with Ryan Strom is that he's also a centerman. Like, he can play center, he can play right wing. It, it doesn't matter. So, so, we're bringing in versatile players, which I like, mm-hmm. which is good. And I really want to see. Which is great for a Dallas Eakins that loves the line blend. My God, I I really want to see this guy paired with Mason McTavish. I don't care who's on the wing. I don't care who's at center, but I want to see those guys on a line together. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think that the way that Ryan Strom plays is very similar to the way that McTavish plays in that, like they're hardworking. They get to the dirty areas. I think Mason McTavish will end up being a little bit bigger. Oh yeah. Here's a Lauren's question. How do you feel about the signing (laughs) of Ryan Strom? (laughs) Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. Like given Dallas's, Dallas Eakins' tendency to start guys, new guys on the wing, mm-hmm. like he did with Zegris. I have no issue with Strom centering Mason McTavish for, fuck it, half a season is probably realistically what it's going to be. Like, yeah. yes, McTavish will be more comfortable at center, but I think he'll learn a lot just yeah, he'll, he'll watching get Strom yeah. play center like on a line, like actively seeing him. And it doesn't mean like, like Strom could take the faceoffs, McTavish could play down the middle. Like just because you take a faceoff or not doesn't mean you're playing center. Yeah. So, but I want to see those guys play on a line together. I think that would be a fantastic fit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm excited for that. So you're we're already coming up with like different line combination, and <laughs> yeah. you just know Dallas Eakins is going to be like, what the fuck are you thinking about? Yeah, <laughs> Ryan Strom's going on the fourth line, you bitch. <laughs> it's either first line or fourth line. There's no yeah, in exactly. There's <laughs> no in between. No second or third for you. Which one do you want? <laughs> yeah, you want that one? No, you're not getting that one. <laughs> Lauren had another comment here about Ryan Strom saying a lot of Rangers fans don't like him. Um, and then this will be for the football fans. He was like Terrell Edmonds of the Rangers, uh, or the Ter- he was like the Terrell Edmonds of the Rangers. Many Steelers fans feel the same way about Edmonds, the way Rangers fans feel about Strom. She goes on to say, as a Steelers fan, I don't like Terrell Edmonds. So, yes, he had some bad misses. I'm sure that everybody has seen him miss that, like oh those God. couple <laughs> wide open nets. But like those are those are the only two clips I've seen of him. Yeah. And he played for the Oilers, so I watched him there and that was four or five years ago now at this point i generally follow the rangers they're one of my favorite east coast teams and i've never had an issue watching ryan strome play like his his mistakes really stand out of course like they're they they're aren't bad many, mistakes right they're they're no he 
he like the good plays he makes drastically outweigh the bad plays. So mm-hmm. it's and especially because like we're not going to be playing super meaningful games. I don't think like <laughs> like the open net he missed in Sorry, everybody. Game seven <laughs> against the the Lightning in the Eastern Conference Final. Like it, yeah. Ryan Strom's not going to be in that position with the Ducks in the next two three years. So no. like it's it's nothing to really worry about at this point. We're just trying to see if I can pull up some other numbers on Strom here. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Like advanced. Stats. Yeah, just seeing like if anything like really sticks out to me or mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But I mean, if you have anything more that you want to talk about for a moment, um, I, I did have uh, Cat Friendly's depth chart pulled up, and right now it has Ryan Strom on the second line, centering Lundestrom and Silverberg. And again, this is just depth chart, so it's yeah, who's who's your top centerman? Who's your Second centerman, who's your third? Who's your top? Who is who is it projecting our top centerman right now? Just curious. Zegris. Fucking rights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Come on. <laughs> What's gonna be Adam Henrique? Are you fucking high? <laughs> um okay, here's here's a fun little one for you. Uh Strom did very well against his expected goals, uh, okay. which was at 17.3, scoring 21. That's nice. a decent number. That's I like good. that. I like seeing that. Man, if you can if you can get 20 goals a season in the NHL, you're you're doing fine. Yeah, That's, exactly. I'm not mad about that. And a 20 goals and a 20 goal score at 5 million. Oh, I don't hate that. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Power play guy too. I think he kills penalties, honestly. Does, do you have go. any fancy penalty killing stats up there? Um taking a look. Um I think he's a lot more of a power play guy cuz percentage okay. of shifts starting in the defensive zone is the least at 7.9. Um, his most is offense at 17.1. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So power play guy for sure, which is good because our power play hasn't been great the last few years. It showed improvements last year, but I I think a hot start really brought that average up because it was, it looks pretty bad in the last half of the year. So (laughs) yeah, exactly. And I mean, this guy like is great, like just on assists and that in general, 18 of his 33 were, uh, were primaries. Which that's always great to see, mm-hmm. um, but he, but he's a guy that you know knows a chance to shoot a puck at least. <laughs> so not the yeah. slight like guys like Ryan gets laugh or anything like that. But we need guys who can shoot the puck and want to shoot the puck. Yeah, I so I think what excites me about Strom is he just he doesn't do anything like super super well, but he does ev- everything <laughs> that he does. A great start. He doesn't yeah. do anything super well, but <laughs> but but everything that he does. Oh, sorry. He doesn't do everything super well. No, I got you. You threw me off my mojo. <laughs> He's well rounded. <laughs> thank you. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you got that. <laughs> oh man! Everything that he does, he's like pretty good at. But yeah. he's it's it's not like he's gonna he's known for putting up forty goals. Yeah, or anything like that. So not yet, anyway. Not Maybe yet. <laughs> wearing a duck sweater. Who knows? Man, you pair him with McTavish, and well, Ooh. no, I guess it'd be. I mean, he he might put up like sixty assists with McTavish. I'm okay with that. If McTavish yeah. puts up forty goals in his first season, fucking sign me up. <laughs> oh god, that would be insane, but, dude. That's a win in my book, no matter what. Dude, we even if he gets dead last even, in the win, and yeah. if, uh, if Mason McTavish honestly puts up more than twenty five goals this season or thirty goals, I'm happy with that. That's going. Yeah. That's a good season. Oh, for sure, for sure. So, <clears throat> those are that's all we've done so far. But, oh, excuse me. 
yeah, we have how much did you say seven ish million in cap space? Uh, nine point seven something. Nine point seven million. We got million. space. We got space to hit the dude. floor. To, to hit, hit the, the floor. floor, we have to spend nine point seven. Yeah, which <laughs> is a minimum of, uh, I believe it's sixty one million is what you have to spend. Sixty one point one million. Um, yeah, we got some money to spend. We got a projected cap hit, leading the league in projected cap space. Mm-hmm. Of uh, or yeah, sorry, cap space, not cap hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, projected cap hits. Okay. Hit first, space later. Okay. Projected hit of $51.726 million. Space is 30.773. We got some money to spend, people. And it doesn't and it doesn't have to all be this year. No. Right? No. And it shouldn't be because no, it shouldn't be. UFAs for your or free agents, RFAs and UFAs for next year. Max Comtois. Derek Grant, Troy Terry. There you go. Trevor Zegris. There you go. <laughs> uh, Kevin Shattenkirk, Josh yeah. Mahura, and Jamie Drysdale. That's yeah. seven guys, and we're not might not sign all of them, and they're Terry, not all going to be the Zegris biggest. Zegris and Drysdale are your big three. You got to yeah. You got to get on that fast. If they're all coming up in twenty three, twenty four, that's you got to have the room to do that. Now I already know that the agents are going. See what see what you do this year. Do even better. But you know, Pat Verbeek's going. I want to get these guys signed as quick as possible. Like I want to get them signed yesterday. As soon as extensions are possible for these guys, I want to sign them to them. Yeah, you know he's thinking that. Aren't doesn't it open technically like when free agency starts? You can extend guys for next year. No, or is it when the season starts? I, I think it's in January or something like that. Oh, okay. If I'm not mistaken, so yeah, you might be right. Yeah, yeah. There's still some time to yeah. to for stuff to happen. So yeah, for sure. But I mean, those three guys, Terry, Zegris, and Drysdale. I think you easily got to set aside like twenty five mil. At, yeah, that's at what I was thinking. Minimum. Yeah. Yep. Because Zegris, will say like nine, ten mil. Uh, I'll say eight to nine. You think eight? Okay. Yeah. I, I am aiming a little high, to be fair. So Yeah. But, <laughs> I was like, okay. holy shit, let's, we're going that high yeah. already. <laughs> Let, let's say nine mil. All right. Drysdale, I think seven. Uh, six to seven, so we'll say seven. I could maybe see a little bit higher because he is already a top pairing defenseman. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. true. And defenseman, like a lot of defensemen have been signing for nine mil, and I don't think... Drysdale is Kale McCart. Let's say eight. Yeah. Another eight mil. So that puts us at 16. Is that what I said? Eight and eight? Or do we say yeah, nine and eight? Yeah, sure. Or I, I said eight for Zegers. Yeah, okay. let's but go still, 16 or okay. 17. Yeah. 16, yeah. Um, And then Troy Terry, another eight would be 24. Okay, so 25 is being a little yeah. bit conservative, I think. But, um, but it, it's better to over budget, right? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So... We we got some work to do is the point yeah. next season. But we're not there quite yet. We do still have to sign some guys this year. Um, thankfully, we have some holes on the roster that I think can be filled with trades or free agency. Mm-hmm. So let's just run through the Ducks depth chart here. Um, it, the, these obviously aren't our lines, but let's pretend they are for a second. Top line, Zegris, Henrik, and Terry. I'm fine with that. 
Absolutely. Second line, Strom, Lundestrom, and Silverberg. Lundestrom is a little mm-hmm. high for my liking, but, I mean, he could fill that role if necessary. I liked him on the third line. Yeah. Um, he could he could, he could do more, For sure. I like him in yeah. that spot, right? Mm-hmm. Third line, uh, they have Mason McCavish, Frank Vitrano, and Derek Grant. So... I mean, you can argue about flipping Vetrano and Lundestrom on that left side, but yeah, the part that then and scares me there is, well, two things. Mason McTavish isn't a guarantee. If he is in the NHL, fantastic, yep. but there's no guarantee he plays. Um, and Derek Grant as your third-line right-winger does not instill confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I love Derek Grant, but no. <laughs> yeah, But you know what? At least it's, like I said, he, Derek Grant is, a, is better as a bottom six guy. He can fill that yeah. role. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm not even too worried about seeing him there currently at the moment. It's when you're yeah. getting him into the top six that's like, okay, we're maybe pushing a little too much here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then fourth line, they have Bo Gru, who's played... Has he played any? He, he's played, what, like four NHL games? Yeah, much. And think. then M- Max Comtois, who was a dumpster fire last season, and Sam Carrick. I'm hope- yeah. I'm hoping Comtois is a bounce back season. You know he has yeah. it in him. Mm-hmm. I think just last year got off to a rocky start. He got hurt uh, at, at like the midway point of the season there as well, right? Yeah, it, it was just a rough year for him. I'm hoping he can bounce back. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I'm I'm just not super confident in that bottom six. So I would like to see us add some more depth guys for mm-hmm. a couple mil here and there. I, yeah. I don't have any specifics in mind. I was honestly more focused on defense. Hey, Ray Neal, how's it going? Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Do you have any guys in mind for forwards that you think could um, just like hop right in there? I'm trying to think of like who's been taken and everything like that. Let's pull up uh, free agents here. I mean, there's Phil Kessel. I, he's staying in Arizona, I feel like. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's trying to figure out like who's... Oh yeah, here we can filter it out, like take out the RFAs and that kind of thing. Unl- mm-hmm. uh, no, actually, I was gonna say unless we want to offer sheet somebody, but this <laughs> is a bad year. I feel like to do that, like that's not yeah. saying that the players that are potential aren't great. They are, but you're giving up like first picks for next year and whatnot. Yeah, and, we don't uh, I don't do think that. you want to be giving up 2023 picks because. We got Zegers, we got Terry, we got McTavish, we got Drysdale. We could add another potential franchise player this year. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's take off. Or no, sorry, I just want UFAs. Yeah, and we just want forwards for now. We'll talk about defensemen in a sec. So, just try and keep it to forwards. If we can um, sort by forwards, I thought you could. Why is this not working? What? Yeah, what? Got to hit, hit update. Are you on cat friendly? Yeah, I am. Okay, yeah, there's, a, there's an update results. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. I was just trying to make it, though, that it was only UFAs. Oh, yeah. That was the issue I was having. But that's not really working here for me. Danton Heinen is a UFA. Oh, interesting. He, uh, he didn't get qualified by Pittsburgh. I forgot about that. So we could bring Heinen back. I do like him. Yeah, it wouldn't be too bad. Um, who else we got for depth guys? Sam Gagne, Derek Broussard, 
Carter Rowney, another former duck there. Why am I not seeing the place to like just make it UFAs? <laughs> it's, it, it, it took me a while to find. It's under contract filters and signing status. Um, and signing status. Oh, there yeah. we go. Yeah, right. It's it's a weird one. That's not what I was really looking for. Yeah. Um, Gelchenyuk could be interesting. Yeah, I don't hate him. Yeah, that'd be all right. I don't hate him as a player. What, what was his contract last season? Uh, 750000 That's it? Really? League min. Damn. And I believe he ended off in Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. No, where did he go? Uh, I don't remember. Da-da-da-da-da. Uh, yeah, Arizona. Okay. I was right. Look at me go. Um, I wouldn't uh, be mad about Matthew Perot. He kind of fits the Ducks bill. Oh, yeah. Thirty-four right. <laughs> Ducks bill. Funny. Uh, <laughs> he's, Funny. <laughs> he's 34 years old, so short-term, obviously, but I think he could be a good veteran guy, good veteran leader. He plays all three forward positions, so it kind of fits the um, the whole Strom-Vetrano you know, versatility thing. So wouldn't be mad about that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I do love Rocco Grimaldi. 29 years old. Right shot winger. Am I missing a reason as to why Kyle Turris hasn't been signed yet? Oh, he's got four points in 23 games last season. That might be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, really? No one's picked up Kyle Turris? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, dude fell off a fucking cliff over the last couple of years. A so. little bit. Yeah. Um, He's an older guy, but you think... Page for Joe Thornton? Actually, no. Joe Thornton's not even coming here. No, Never there's played. no way. No, no. He's trying to chase that cup right now. Yeah. So, Paul yeah. Stastny, he's 36, but... I was thinking Stastny, too. The guy too. put up 45 points in 71 games last year. Yeah. I mean... Like... I, I, I didn't really like realize he was 36. Holy shit. Yeah, we we could pay him. If he's just looking yeah. for a paycheck, like, sure. But, I mean, he's he's also probably and one of those guys chasing cup, a cup, I think. Hey, you know, you're, you, you want to get paid? You want to come play in California? Come on over. Yeah. Has, has Paul Stasny ever won a cup? I don't think so. No. He was played with St. Louis, but he was in Vegas when St. Louis won. Colorado, Evan Rodriguez. You know. Evan Rodriguez? Yeah. Evan Rodriguez. Put up 43 points in 82 games last year. $1 million cap hit last year. Yeah, that's not bad. Not bad at all. You know what? No. I got it. Go for it. Full circle, Jay Beagle. <laughs> 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 or Terry walks into the room. What the fuck? <laughs> he has flashbacks that game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it'd be a disaster. Okay, man. actually, disaster. I've seen this name come up before. And Carter, this is a name that you're familiar with. Maybe uh-huh. not for the reasons that you are thinking before I say this name. <laughs> okay. Tyler Ennis. Yeah. 
as a middle bottom six option. I love Tyler Ennis, dude. Yeah, I, I freaking love that kid. I, 20, 24 points. Yeah. He's not exactly a kid anymore. He's thirty two, but twenty four. No, he's points. still a kid. He's he's like five <laughs> feet tall. He's still a kid. <laughs> we watched Tyler Ennis in Medicine Hat for junior. So he, as much as like he's older than us, he will always be a kid. Uh, yeah, twenty four yeah. points in fifty seven games last year with uh, oh, who was he with? I'm trying not to look. I'm trying to see if I can remember. Wasn't he with Ottawa last year? I think, I think he made his way back there. Yeah. Hey, look at me go again. Ottawa. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, that, I think that kind of covers. Yeah. Potential. Um, forwards. Forward options. It, and um, it's again, it's just kind of trying to fill out roster spots if you want to. But at this I think point, we got yeah. some guys that can fill them already. Yeah, yeah, for we, sure. They, it's, it's more you're trying to sign maybe to get to the cap floor unless, um, you know, you're bringing up guys from the A that you might be able to do that with, actually. Yeah. So, actually, do they even still hit the floor? Oh yeah, Vakaninen's been qualified, um, but he hasn't signed. Yeah. And I believe same with uh, Simon Benoit. So I, that I can, he was qualified too. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that'll get you a little bit closer to the cap floor. And then if you swap somebody out with somebody to like that makes a little bit more. Yeah, you're you're fine. You can make the cap floor at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, the sorry, I'm just trying to look up before I. Um, yeah, go for it on here. But I, I really think our defense can use some work right now as the pairings stand. Where did this go? Uh, we have Fowler and Drysdale as our top pairing. That one's fine. That no yeah. issue with that one. Um, also, just want to throw out the, this out there. Manson did resign with Colorado, so he unfortunately yeah, will upsetting. not be coming back to Anaheim. It was a four-year, I want to say four million dollar deal. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, four by four. Which, good on him. Good on him. Yeah, if he likes it there, I mean, he earned that. He was a huge part of their cup team. And yeah, it just sucks because mm-hmm. I really wanted him back. But yeah. Uh, Fowler Drysdale, top pairing. Second pairing, we have Vakaninen and Shattenkirk, which is a little iffy as a second pairing. And then third pairing, we have Benoit and Mahura, which is even more iffy because in my mind, those are seven and eight D. Mm-hmm. So, and and we don't have any like huge defensive prospects. I mean, we've got Olin Zellweger, I guess, but the kid's only eighteen. Maybe Drew Hellison makes the jump up, but like these are these are shots in the dark. Like we have no idea what's going to go on with those guys. Um, yeah. So I think we need to sign a couple defensemen, and we have the cap space to do it and I think he could be a staple on this team for a long time and he's a fantastic defenseman doesn't get enough credit around the league I don't think but I think we got to go for John Klingberg oh okay I thought you were about to like get me all ramped up and go Chris Russell (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely thought that's where you were going with that I I legitimately thought about that but no (laughs) Klingberg could be interesting however there's a lot of talk just in circles right now now social media doesn't isn't the end all be all 
he suddenly followed a lot of Calgary Flames players. Interesting. So there's just kind of some, some rumors about that. There's nothing set yeah. in stone or anything. Calgary nothing, is known as far for as their I've, Swedish defensemen. Yeah, as far as I've seen, or just their Swedes in general, as far as yeah. I've seen, there hasn't been anything from insiders. It's more just something that people have noticed mm-hmm. that he followed a lot of Flames players suddenly. Uh, but mind you, yeah, they are they are Swedish, so it could just be a home thing, right? But could be, yeah. Um, okay, who I wanted to just take a look at one player here, and I want to make sure. You know what? Okay, so we were talking about how we still need that right-handed defenseman as well, right? Yeah. And the whole joke was, oh yeah, you know, you lost Ricard Raquel, who he re-signed in Pittsburgh as well, um, and uh, and you and you lost Josh Manson, right? So we got the replacement at least for Raquel, you know, in a sense with uh, with uh, Ryan Strom there. We mm-hmm. don't have that defenseman yet, though. However, somebody that might be willing to take a bit of a pay cut and play in a bit more of a mentorship type role that I think is still very usable. Mm-hmm. PK Subban. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I thought of him too. Yeah. 33 sure. right hand shot, right hand D there that could slot in. Um, mm-hmm. And on the, on the depth chart there, right. Um, maybe instead of Mahura or you, th- you throw him in on the left side, maybe, right? Because he's that right-hand shot and he's got that slap shot to him. Yeah. Um, replace like uh, Benoit or something like that. So, yeah. That could be interesting. Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Just, a, just an idea. Throwing that out into the universe here. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's getting nine million anymore. No, he, that's he's not getting was. that anymore. But, fuck, I would pay P- PK Subban six mil. I'd go five. I mean, Real yes, ideally yeah. five, but like we have the room, so like you could pay him six mil. Yeah, that's fair. On like if we signed Subban and Klingberg, that would be huge. I feel like it's one or the other. It is because they're both right shot, right hand, right D. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Klingberg is more like the long term kind of guy. Like you could sign him for five years because he's only twenty nine. Yeah. Hell, you could sign him for six years, take him till he's 35. That might be a little long, but it could mm-hmm. get the the dollar value down. Um, Subban would be a short-term one. Like, I would have an issue signing him for more than two years, and I don't I'd know I'd say three at max, yeah. Yeah, because he's 33. And he's but, a little bit of a broken man. A little bit. Yeah. I, I would prefer John Klingberg, but in terms of a mentorship role, Subban has a lot of value there, I think. Yeah. That's fair. So, yeah. Um, all right. Do we want to take a quick break before we talk everybody else's free agency for a couple minutes? I realize we're running very long today. Yeah. There's not really many teams I want to talk like the four on here. Like, I don't even really have anything to say about okay. them, but there, we can, there's, we'll there's specifically, talk about them, so yeah. There's at least two of those four that I want to talk about just because okay. they did great, I thought. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So let's take a quick uh, break here, catch our breath. And then on the other side, we'll talk. A little bit more free agency. I actually do have a question in regards okay. to general free agency for you, but um, we'll, we'll start with the other teams here. And then uh, I, I have something very short for what's quacking. Like I said, it'll be an hour and a half to two hours. So yeah. <laughs> wait for it, but it'll be worth it. I promise. I promise. Okay. See you guys in a little bit here. 
Hey, hockey fans, I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. We host the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. We're lifelong hockey fans who talk about the game and the lifestyle. Our guests include professional hockey players. My rookie party had to wear Speedo, and then we had a checklist of stuff we had to do. Here we go, Gaber. What do you got to say? And it's kind of <laughs> like, you know better than that now, boys. I got dressed for the Bruins. I get a phone call. And he's like, dude, we need you over here by the elevator. You got to get downstairs. You got to get dressed right now. Started playing the like, dun, 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 dun. And I turned it around and it had the Olympic rings and said, we did it. NHL team hockey reporters. I actually took the Stanley Cup to this ice bar where they've got now girls around them and I've got a fur coat on. <laughs> I wonder who, who he shoot checked over here. And then <laughs> I looked down at my favorite Hockey fans. The entire bar was lined with guys in Kings jerseys. We quickly realized, oh my gosh, this is the dad's trip. And we bring unique hockey stories to light. Coming back to England, 24 right. rings in the entire country. That's where the problem starts with the sport of ice hockey here. Canadian Blind Hockey Association, those few kids we interviewed, their whole week is built around Sunday at the rink. They're just hockey players. We don't agree on everything. Pineapple goes on pizza. <gasps> no, it does not. <laughs> I think it does. But we do agree that there are many people and places that build the House of Hockey. New episodes every Tuesday. Come on in to the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. All right. Who do you want to start with here? Uh, because I want to talk about them the least, just because of who they are, but we'll probably talk yeah. about them a decent amount. Let's start with the Edmonton Oilers. Okay. Um, uh, just because I saw Lauren asked it, we'll start with this guy here. Carter, since you like the Oilers, how do you feel about Jack Campbell? Um, I'm excited because it's definitely an upgrade over Smith and Koskinen. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you said it because I was about to. <laughs> yeah. Like Smith had, Smith was great last year, the year before. Like I have no issues with when he played. He was mm. fantastic for us. Um, Koskinen, I think, is a great goalie that unfortunately got paid too much money. Yeah. So it's, it's not like they're the worst goalies on the planet, but at least with Jack Campbell, you are getting like what you paid for. Like you are getting a five million dollar goaltender, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think that's too wrong. And uh, I mean, one prospect that played a decent amount of games for you, and I was still really confused as to why he was not up with the club more often mm -hmm. or for longer, I guess. Uh, Stuart Skinner, tandem yeah. of Skinner and Campbell. I mean, I, I messaged mm -hmm. you and our buddy uh, Adam in our group chat there, and I was like. Honestly, I kind of look at that, and that's a little that I, I, that's a little intimidating, to be honest with you. I can see that yeah. working really well, but you, you, I feel like you have to play it as a tandem, right? For sure. So, and, and the GM of the Oilers, Ken Holland, did say that he's like, I expect that it'll probably be fifty thirty ish, with Campbell for, taking for about games, fifty yeah. games, Stuart Skinner getting about thirty, um, which I think is reasonable. Like. Yeah. Campbell's definitely earned 50 starts. I think the issue with him in Toronto is he was overplayed last year and burnt out a little bit, and they didn't have a solid backup to rely on. Yeah, I was going to say, um, it's, hard, it's hard to re not rely on Jack Campbell when your backup was Peter Morazic, which, mind you, like he yeah. wasn't doing, like, he, he had some rough years before that, like, not just because of play. Yeah. But, yeah, like, last year was not too great, so. Yeah, and although Skinner hasn't played a ton in the NHL, I think he will be able to, take on the 30-game role. 
So, so I'm excited for that. Um, Evander Kane. Yeah. Sorry, did you sorry, have something I, else you wanted I'm, to say? Yeah, yeah I want, I'm pulling up Stuart Skinner's stats right now because I think he played more than we all kind of realize. Yeah, no, it's not like he's played four games or anything like that. Like, he has yeah. proven himself at the NHL level, but it's not played, like... Yeah, so he played 13 games, started 12 of them, 6-6-0, uh, 2-6-2 uh, goals against, and a 9-13 save percentage with a shutout in there. That was the only that's, shutout on the Oilers last year. In the regular season, yeah, I should say. That's pretty good. Yeah. And, yeah, like, it's it's average. It's league average for a rookie goaltender. So that's, I mean, I'm fine with it. But like you said, that's yeah. in 13 games. So. Yeah. I just kind of wonder, like, what could be with a little bit more. So. Yeah, exactly. So I'm excited. But, and I mean, and I mean, like, yeah. we saw him play in junior as well. Like, this is a guy with mm. good potential here. So. Yeah. And he's, I think he's, like, 25. So, like, he's been, he, he is, like, overripe at this point he might yeah, even be 26 I, honestly he should have been playing uh he's 23 oh really okay. <laughs> he's, a late he 90, he's a late 98 oh okay so, no that's yeah a, that's my bad that i thought he was like, a lot older okay. he's like just getting ready to go i think okay so this is so. it makes sense to bring him in yeah. at this point then okay um evander kane I, I i like that deal a lot four years is fine yeah. for me like i know Vander Kane's had issues once he signs a long-term deal, but four years isn't bad, I don't think. And what was the cap hit? 4.25-ish? Uh, cap hit is 5.125. Did I say 4.25? Yeah. I meant 5.25. <laughs> so 5.125. Okay. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I did mean five. <laughs> um, I think that's fine. Honestly, like that's... It's better than the seven million people were projecting. Dude had insane chemistry with McDavid and Drysidel, which mm. is hard to come by. And like honestly, in an honestly, the dude probably could have got eight mil on the open market after what he did with McDavid and Drysidel, and he probably could have got that from the Oilers. But the dude took a few mil less. So now, okay, I've now this is where you kind of get into some of the more off ice stuff. Yeah. Yes, he maybe could have gotten that because of his production. Did anybody want to offer them him that though because of off ice stuff? The Capitals have been very interested in him since have they? last off season. Okay. Because yeah. I know that was something that got brought up of like the idea of like oh you know he he took it because he kind of realized that nobody wanted to really take the risk. Yeah. Of it, so as great yeah. as the reward could be potentially, right? It, mm-hmm. Like the risk kind of outweighed it. It was just kind of something that was going around at least. But yeah, yeah, and I, you know what? I to to not get too deep into the off ice stuff. I I don't really agree with that a whole lot. The on ice mm-hmm. stuff, yes, this is a good deal. I think um, it'll take him till he's yeah. thirty four. Um, he's and he made sure that he's not uh, you know having a San Jose situation or anything like that. Uh, he's got a no move clause for the first three years, and then the fourth year as a modified no trade, which is a sixteen team trade list. So he's eliminated half of the league that he could be traded to in the final year of his contract. So he's definitely given himself some more protection there in that sense. And I mean, like all all the power to the players. So I'm I'm a player's mm-hmm. first guy, but um. Yeah, like for on ice stuff, that's a good deal. So yeah, yeah and for I, sure. Which is and, what I kind—I of, have to kind of separate yeah. the two. And, and like, I, and it's weird to almost call it like an underdog story or something like that, or like a bounce back story. And like, like I, I don't want to shit on the guy, right? 
I hope he can yeah. bounce back and I hope he can, you know, clean things up and clean up his act and everything like that. So yeah. because that would be a that'd be a brutal legacy to leave. So mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm I'm hoping Edmonton, you know, like the the city at least like gives him that chance. So yeah. Well, while, while I, again, like while I may not agree with it, I I do hope that he gets it. So and yeah, kind of figures sure. things out. So yeah, that's that's kind of where I stand with that. I think pretty good off season for yeah. Edmonton. Um, I I want to uh, before we get jump into some other teams, this is kind of the question I wanted to ask, just because sure. it's it somewhat relates to the Oilers. But do you think any teams in the West actually improved this free agency? Because all the big names went out east. Johnny Goudreau, um, Debrinkat, Giroux, Malkin. I mean, we, there's still like guys like Kadri yeah. and Klingberg who haven't signed yet, but like all the big names are out east. And I can't think of any big moves that happened in the West. Like, and, and I might be a little bit biased here, but I think Edmonton's I, really the only one that improved. And the only addition was Campbell. Kane's not really yeah. an addition, right? I'd have to look into it a little bit more, but just off the top of my head, yeah, you're not too wrong about that. Mm-hmm. And again, like, off the top of my head, I'll have to follow up on that with you. But yeah, and I mean, like you could argue Anaheim improved, but like it, it's it's pretty it, it's hard, hard to not it, improve yeah, when you're second last in the division. So yeah, so um, but like I, I mean, like improved to the point where they're like taking a major step, you know? Yeah. Because in my mind, New Jersey took a big step. Ottawa took a big step. Yeah. Columbus took a big step. But I can't yeah. think of any Eastern or Western team that has. It's hard to improve when you're already the best. So I'd say Colorado, maybe. Just by like I guess, yeah. Being able to maintain that status quo for the most part. Um I'm trying to think around here. I don't think Minnesota really did anything no chicago is a drastic step down you want to talk about blatant attempt at tanking here we come call or chicago jesus christ um i mean i wanted chicago to fall apart but not in that sense jesus yeah uh i'm just trying to i'm trying to think of teams here yeah exactly like the the california teams like san jose and la haven't really done anything um, Seattle hasn't really done anything like in LA like, was kind of status quo from what I can think of. San Jose traded off Brent Burns, which I don't think that yeah. got enough attention there. He went to Carolina. No. Yeah. And um, see, that's another team that improved. Like Carolina's massive improvements with that trade alone. So Vancouver kind of got stuck with their cap. Maybe them a little bit, though. Who have they signed? I'm, I'm got Ilya Mikheyev, who could be decent in their middle six. Okay. That's a yeah, bomb. But like, they were able to get Brock Besser back. So I know that's, that's not true. addition, but they yeah. were able to keep them a decent number for a few more years until their cap situation is a little bit better. Yeah. Um, Calgary sells a lot of work before I think we can say anything about them specifically yeah. because they have both Kachuk and Majapani to sign back, right? Kachuk was a 100 point scorer. Uh, Majapani at 35 goals last year, which you don't just normally find that, especially in an RFA. Mm-hmm. Um, can't really think of much that Seattle did. They did really well in the draft, right? Yeah. We talked about that last yeah. week. Um, 
Vegas just cap dumped with like Pacioretty mm-hmm. and whatnot. Like, yeah, which I think makes them worse. Like, I get yeah. that they had to do something, but that's that doesn't make sense to me. And like, I know it's just a uh, um. Sorry, I'm trying to think of his name right now. I feel bad. Um, Carlo from uh, Vegas Nightly. Yeah. He had put out uh, like a quick like lineup prediction like yesterday, mm. right? Which it doesn't look horrible for like for Vegas. He's got Eichel, uh, Stevenson, Stone, Carlson, Marcia, so Smith, which that line's been together since day one in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, Howden, Wah, Brisson. And then uh, Lation, I think it's like, from Buffalo, um, Colzar and Carrier. And then back in Petrangelo Martinez, that's pretty good. Theodore McNabb, that's pretty good. Uh, White, Plow, uh, White Cloud Hag and Leonard Braswan Thompson. But I look at that forward group now and I go, man, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. So, and I remember a few years ago, and I, I will toot my horn on this. That you know, Vegas was starting to get the reputation of we're just going to kick you out for the next best thing, mm-hmm. right? And we haven't seen it as much yet, but I feel like players, or I said like players, I feel like won't be as enticed to go there because yes, it'd be a great destination, but unless you're Petrangelo getting a no trade clause throughout your entire seven years, you're probably out in three. Yeah, right? exactly. And I, I got mean- la- and I got laughed at when I said that at first. And yeah. argued with. Mm-hmm. Hate to say I told you so, but it's kind of looking that way right yeah. now. And, so I mean, this year, like, I don't think they've done anything really. And to be fair, they haven't had the cap space to do it. So, like, why yeah. would you be in on, say, Johnny Goudreau when you don't even have a million dollars to sign a bottom six forward with? Like, yeah. But, like, they're not, I, I feel like the, not like people don't really want to go there now. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of looking at, Arizona was a lot more of the drafts yeah. um, and stuff like that. I can't think of anybody that they grabbed. Again, Chicago just went for the tank. Uh, Colorado's trying to maintain status quo. Um, Dallas, I can't think of anything. No, and they're losing Klingberg, so that yeah. really makes them worse. Like, And then they I, signed, like I think, Blackwood or, or Wedgwood. Uh, Wedgwood got Wedgwood. Uh, Wedgwood stayed for another two years there. Yeah, yeah and like that's it. So like it's very, and they're very losing Braden Holby, but that's okay because they got Wedgwood. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, Holby's just too injured. He's not coming back this season. He's not retiring. But, um. Nashville. Now it's they stuck with what they got, but that being said, it's an improvement at the same time by being able to keep Philip Forsberg, in yeah. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right, because I feel like his his potential he hasn't reached his potential yet, which is scary as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, St. Louis was kind of the same thing, like re-signing guys and whatnot. They were able to keep Robert Thomas around, which is good for them. That's the name that I can remember at least. And Winnipeg doesn't just really do a whole heck of a lot, no, in general. So, um, yeah. It, like just off the top of my head, again, I'd, I'd have to look into it a little bit more and see the actual moves that everybody made. But off the top of my head, from what I can remember, yeah, I think you're kind of right, actually, that the East yeah. really started to stock up and the West is like, oh, okay, we're here. 
So again, yeah, exactly. there's a, there's a few teams that still have to do some work with like RFAs and that sort of thing, and that'll definitely mm. help out those teams. Yeah, um, for sure. But in terms but. of free agents, yeah, you're not wrong. But then again, there are some big names that are still on the board, like Nazem Kadri, right? Yeah, he could he could go anywhere. I and, I, and I feel like he might actually stay in the West. So oh, whether that's, yeah, whether that's Colorado, you know, if they make a couple moves to bring him in or uh, he has been tied to Calgary, but that's kind of been mm. up in the air of what's going on there and whatnot. So th- yeah. there's there's potential there still. Yeah. But yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely options. And especially with how much space Anaheim has and like, yeah. you know, trades can always happen, too. So I, I think it will balance out. But right now it's just like, damn, I do not want to play in the East because that yeah. looks scary as fuck. Okay, so there is one specific team I want to talk about in the East here. Yeah. All right. And I'm going to lead into it with this tweet that I just saw uh, from at Ava Tarrant on, uh, on Twitter. Stop saying that Canadian hockey teams aren't good. The Canucks have Pedersen. The Flames have Kachuk number one. The Oilers have Dreisaitl. The Jets can't get their shit together. <laughs> the Leafs. The Sens have complete power over the entire country and Kachuk number two. Now, it wasn't entirely just in free agency. They did pick up Claude Giroux, though. Mm -hmm. And even at his age, he's still putting up points. That's a damn good pickup, right? He's going to be a monster guy as like a mentor as well. Exactly. so, So like the deal alone is worth it for that, considering how young their team is. But then the points on top of that. Yeah. The points are just now, like a bonus at this point. <laughs> now, I wonder if this is really a case. Uh, it, it, it's, I feel like it's one of two things. Pierre Dorian suddenly became, like learned how to be an NHL GM, or he had a very tight internal cap set on by Eugene Melnick that uh, his daughters and the, the board have just released on. Yeah. Um, because that man went out for blood basically yeah and damn good players and got rid of some guys while doing it at the same time so mm-hmm. i'm just gonna break down the four trades that he's made here that just helped improve this club mm-hmm. uh at draft day on the seventh there we didn't really talk about this with shane either like we talked for a brief moment but it was more i think in the chicago area if i'm remembering mm-hmm. this even correctly mm-hmm. yeah uh so yes they gave up a first round pick in this year's draft and a second and a third in two years, but they got Alex DeBrinket, which is a monster. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah that's that's pretty sweet. Uh, and then uh, four days later, um, they uh, were able to offload Matt Murray. Uh, they retained twenty five percent of his salary, and they lost two picks. Um, for future considerations. So maybe that's a, depending on how you look at this, it might be a little bit better for Toronto. Um, they get some, uh, I, I think it's still a bit, but it's a net win for the senators, I think. But you got rid of Matt Murray, yeah. which again, not to toot my own horn, but I was saying as soon as, you know, Pittsburgh picked Murray over Flurry and trying to remove the Flurry fanboy aside here, that Murray was not the guy that everybody was thinking he was. Just, I'm sorry, but I told you so. Um, but that being said, though, I, I, I hope sorry, he can. That's, it, that's another you. guy that I, that I hope he can bounce back in Toronto, though, because I know he's had some personal issues, and that's kind of led into his game a little yeah. bit uh, lately as well. It was the passing of his dad, I believe, like really hit him hard and it affected mm-hmm. his play and everything like that. I hope he can bounce back and that sort of thing. But from the look of it here, 
Ottawa managed to get out of that, and Dorian got out of his own bad deal potentially. Yeah, I it, it was a rough couple days when Murray was it was known that he was being shopped around, and yeah. Toronto and Edmonton were both in on Murray. I was like, please God, no, <laughs> <laughs> just, just please no. <laughs> oh my God, that would have been me starting to laugh at you and Adam. That, a bit. that was that was the worst part of that. Like, <laughs> if I had never met you in my life, I probably could have handled Murray being an Edmonton well, just Oiler. You, but just because I know I have to you see you like, quite a lot in my life, like at least a couple times a week, I have, oh, to, I have to interact with you. I know you would never let that's me forget incredible. about that. So <laughs> That's incredible. Um, and then, okay, yes, they maybe gave up some youth, but they got a quality goaltender to replace the not quality in Matt Murray. Uh Bringing in Cam Talbot. Yes, they gave up Philip Gustafson to do it. That's another one where it's, fine. it, it kind of works for both sides, actually. Yeah. Ottawa gets a solid goaltender out of it who, yes, he's maybe a little bit older, but he's good, right? Mm-hmm. He yeah. led Minnesota for the majority of last year, which it also came out later that Talbot didn't want to be moved out of Minnesota. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's going to be fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely watch out for uh, Minnesota versus Ottawa. <laughs> Two years ago, would we have been saying that? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, and Minnesota gets Philip Gustafson. You know, they shed some cap, right? Because they're about to be in cap hell. Uh, they, they shed off almost $3 million. Uh, and they get a young, pretty good goaltender out of it as well for the future. So... There you go. There's kind of a win there, and he'll back up Mark Andre Fleury or tandem with him, and it'll be all right there. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was a good deal for both sides, honestly. Um, and then uh, a day later after that, they acquired a second round pick um, from Washington and offloaded Connor Brown. So Dorian's done some tidy work over the last little bit here. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part, though, so in in the states, obviously, you know, coverage was like ESPN in the hockey or uh, uh, the NHL network. And in Canada, it's primarily Sportsnet. My favorite thing about free agency day was right away, for like one of the first deals announced is Claude Giroux to the Ottawa Senators. And the entire panel is talking about, man, how great the Ottawa Senators have improved over the last week. While Pierre Maguire sits right there in the middle of the fucking panel, having to listen to it all. <laughs> It was fantastic. Good. I That's loved really it. The <laughs> guy. Okay, so it was during like the because Pierre Maguire is also on the Sportsnet panel for the draft, right? Like mm-hmm. for day one and that sort of thing. And he came on this like he, he appeared on the screen, and my girlfriend's like sitting there watching like a bit of the draft with me. She just got home as well, and I just go, "Man, Pierre Dorian really does look like a penis." <laughs> <laughs> and she's just Pierre like Maguire. yeah or Pierre Maguire sorry who yeah. did I say Pierre Dorian yeah <laughs> but yeah Pierre Maguire really does look like a penis <laughs> and, and like my girlfriend's just like no he doesn't I'm just like no he straight up looks like a penis <laughs> if you put a hoodie on that guy and pulled the strings penis <laughs> <laughs> that's a guy that like you're in the room with him and you're like hey you want to play the penis game <laughs> and, but, he's like do you but, say my name <laughs> <laughs> but but while we do it we gotta just stare at him <laughs> oh uh, yeah. but la- last thing about the senators here <laughs> how's this for a top six well sorry one more thing you want to talk about offloading for the sake of your franchise pierre 
Maguire. Jesus Christ. <laughs> as soon as Eugene Melnick was gone, Bjorn Dorian's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how's this for a top six? Brady Kachuk, Josh Norris, who, by the way, eight years, seven oh, yeah, right. five million. Signing. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I that is a, that one. That is going to be a sick deal in a, in a few years. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, but Brady Kachuk, Josh Norris, Claude Giroux, Alex Dabrinkit, Tim Stutzla, and Drake Batherson <laughs> is your top six. Fuck me. And, and fuck you have anybody that hasn't played the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. And you have uh, four of those six guys signed like long term. Tim Stutzla is a RFA next year. Dabrinkit is an RFA the year after, but he's already making 6.4 million. So, like, yeah. You can keep that if you want for a couple of years. Jeez. That's sick. And then you just kind of build around that over like the next year or two, right? You still have the entire yeah. offseason. And your back end is, it could be a little bit better. But Thomas Shabbat I'm, and Travis Hamnick, uh, as it's looking right now, Eric Brandstrom, Artem Zub, and Nick Holden with Nikita Zaitsev. But your goalies... I've seen not worse too, defense. Yeah, but your goalies are not that bad, actually. Cam Talbot and Anton Forsberg. Those are solid. Solid. That could be all right. <gasps> oh, excuse me. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, you, you can you can make that work. You can definitely make that work. Okay. And, okay, last thing, because I know we're running... Well, yeah, we're running late here. Yeah. Um, just very, very, very quickly. Uh. Fuck the Pittsburgh Penguins and anyone who's a fan of them that you're allowed to just enjoy having your core three players for their duration of their careers. Fuck you for that. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice. Yeah. Oh, Latang's going to hit free agency. Ah, uh, no. Now we figured it out. We signed him. Oh, and, oh, Malkin's and- going to hit free agency yeah, tomorrow. Exactly. Ah, no, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. There was a Come great, on. there was a great meme that I saw that was like Crosby holding a gun, like at like the idea was like supposed to be at Vulcan and just you're testing my fucking patience here, Evgeny. <laughs> <laughs> you know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, so that's uh, yeah. I mean, that's we uh, <laughs> yeah. We didn't even get into Johnny Gaudreau in Columbus. No. Uh, as as a Flames fan. Again, all the power to the players. I understand it, wanting to be closer to home and everything like that. Uh, it, it definitely feels a lot more like a breakup, right? Um, any Flames fans that are mad at Johnny Gaudreau and that sort of thing, uh, definitely go check out like the Tim and Friends interview that they had today. Um, Gaudreau is on the verge of tears, like talking about Calgary and everything yeah. like that. So that like th- this that city does mean a lot to him, and that was definitely a hard decision i don't think he left the flames in the dust and you know what though you know going into this that there's a potential that he goes right if you're the calgary Mm -hmm. flames and you don't have a plan b that's on you yeah that's all i I gotta say about that and and if you think about the alternative too like even if johnny goudreau said at the beginning of this season i'm not re-signing i i want to move closer to home so we're not talking extension i don't want to re-sign this season will be my last in Calgary. Even if he did say that, if you're Brad for living, are you are you trading Goudreau at the deadline when your team is first in the Pacific? Okay, not at the deadline. If he says that before the season, though, yes, you're trading him then because of how the year before went. I think. 
Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant. Is like, yeah. like we're talking like trade November, deadline though. December, absolutely yeah. none. Anybody who's saying yeah. that they should have shipped them off because he was a UFA, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like that's not going to happen. No. Like the Flames realistically had a chance to go to the conference finals this year, and yeah. like unfortunately they suck too much to be able to do that. <laughs> and Johnny Goudreau disappeared in the playoffs like he always does. So kind of net win for the Flames if they want to win a cup in the next few years. But I digress. Um, <laughs> Like, it's, like, I don't get, like, I, I I don't get, like, if I was, if Johnny Goudreau was an oiler or a duck and he left the way he did, I can't imagine myself being mad. And it's different than the John Tavares situation because John Tavares was like, I like being an Islander. I want to be an Islander. I want to yeah. resign here. Oh, I'm going to hit the open market. See you later. Like, it was like total change of narrative. But like with Johnny Goudreau, it's like, I want to be closer to home. I'm not really in it to like just make as much money as I possibly can. Like the guy left a, 15 to 17 million on the table. Yeah. So and not that's many it, people do yeah. that. <laughs> no. And like, so when I see people tweeting and they're like, I can't believe that he wanted to be closer to home and then took a 15 million pay cut to not play in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but he, the, the his money didn't matter to him. He wanted to play yeah. not in Calgary and not in Canada and not in the not Western that far States. away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't, it's, it's weird to me. Yeah, so, I don't, and and just to, like, I know this isn't what you meant, and I don't, I, I don't think it's mm -hmm. a not in Calgary. It's just a not that yeah. far away, kind yeah. Of thing. You're so, yeah. But um, I did see a funny meme though. Of <laughs> it was like a leaked picture of um, Johnny Goudreau's, um, like like teams that he was interested in. To, it yeah. was supposed to be like to his agent. And it was a list of all 32 NHL teams. And it was one big circle. And then when you get to Calgary, it like avoided it. And it was just like every, <laughs> every other team was every circled. Other team. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was funny. But. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to throw one fact correction at you. And then we can get into uh, the what like the really quick what's quacking here. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau was not invisible last year in the playoffs. 14 points in 12 playoff games. Okay. Well, I didn't notice him. <laughs> it was a very quiet 14 points. <laughs> so fuck you. <laughs> okay. I I know that you're hurting, so... I, I, I will, still... Uh... Okay, I do still need a Columbus jersey. It may be a Gaudreau jersey. As much as that'll hurt, it may be a Gaudreau jersey. Wild. And I and I don't... And you know me, I prefer to get blanks. Yeah. So we'll have to see. Yeah. Okay. Well, here is a very quick what's quacking. Unless there was someone else you wanted to talk about. No, that's 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 good for me. Okay. Yeah, I talked so, about the four teams I wanted. <laughs> this uh, For those not watching and just listening, this was on uh, CBC News Calgary. Um, I don't know when, probably, I think tonight. Uh, yesterday, night I think it was. It was yeah. yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, as soon as I saw it, like in the in the, in the the bottom here for us, I knew exactly where you were going to pull. Yeah. <laughs> so so was, this, I, that's why I just started laughing. So this is perfect. Perfect segue here. And that's the news for now. I'll be back here at 11, unless a news station in Columbus offers me way less money. And I'll probably go do that. Here's your five-day forecast. The reporter himself also tweeted out that clip. <laughs> that's funny. And I mean, it's, it's probably just a joke. Yeah. I would like to imagine. Oh, he, he's, I forget. There was another thing that he had said that he was going, uh, that he had made a joke about with this thing. I don't remember what it was, but it was another Flames-related thing. It's not the first time he's done that. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, it's good to have a sense of humor like that. Yeah, I, think. I was laughing at it. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps up uh, this episode. Like we said, very brief what's quacking, but I think yeah. it's worth it to stick around for that because I think it's hilarious. I 
I personally love the fact that Goudreau didn't resign in Calgary, but that's just me personally. So <laughs> I'm hurting. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Nate, before uh, before you go off to Columbus, um, where can people contact you? Uh, well, I, you can find me on uh, on on my deck this summer. We're gonna take a little bit of a a break from the show. Uh, so there's that. You can find me on my deck if you really need to get to me. Otherwise, you can find me on Twitter at Tate Namas, T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S. I got to ask, was that beer? Has it just been sitting on your deck? Your, not your deck, your desk for the last two hours? <laughs> if it's been on my deck, it's even hotter at that point. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I had... Okay, so I did have one on the desk for a little bit, but I swapped it mm. out with another one uh, in my fridge when we did the House of Hockey break. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so That's it is good. still cold, actually, and I am going to enjoy it. Nice. So nice. I don't I don't drink too often, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna enjoy this drink right now. Yeah, yeah. I guess as you alluded to, we're gonna be taking a, a couple weeks off here, so we will be back moving back to Wednesdays for our live stream, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time for those. Um, and our next episode will be August 3rd, so we'll be taking about two and a bit ish weeks off, two and a yeah. half weeks. This here. is this is the first like normal off season or close to normal off season that we've had during like our entire time of this show. So we need a bit of a break. Yeah. yeah I, I sure. love talking so. hockey and that, but I, I need a break. Yeah. So, so you, you can blame me if you want. <laughs> no, I feel the same way. So yeah, we'll be gone for a couple of weeks. We'll, and then we'll do that and then we'll, uh, we'll go from there. But yeah, that's, if, uh, sorry, that being said though, and I know you're about to plug Twitter and that sort of thing, but mm-hmm. keep an eye on Twitter because this is this episode is 199 for us we're about to hit 200 and when we hit 100 we did a listener episode right we brought mm-hmm. uh we brought a bunch of you on and uh and just talked and hung out for a bit and i think we want to do that again so mm-hmm. that august 3rd episode it will be a listener episode and we'll reach out like we'll do the invite and uh, and whatnot again. So be sure to keep your eyes on Twitter. Turn on notif- uh, you know, like uh, tweet notifications or that for us. So you'll be one of the first in on it. So we'll uh, yeah. we'll we'll maybe make it a contest again or something like that. So mm-hmm, for sure. Um, so yeah, you can do that at Quack Report Pod on Twitter uh, as well. We're on Instagram, same handle there, and Twitch at Quack Report Pod, where you can catch live streams of every episode. The Quack Report is what you can search on YouTube to find us there. And uh, yeah, my keyboard's still not working. Oh, no. That's okay. Um, Yeah, honestly, at this point, I probably won't even bother fixing it because I'm expecting a phone call from the Columbus podcast (laughs) here. Um, And you can find out when I move over to them at Carter underscore Potts, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Nice. I like it. (laughs) There we go. We got something at least. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Uh, This has been the Quack Report. Catch you guys later.